Have you ever been to a really great dinner party? One where the host or hostess went all out. The table was set and it was beautiful. And there was a place for everyone. And the food somehow tasted better than it looked. Those types of dinner parties can be memorable. One of my favorite memories from last year at grad school was when my friends and I, almost every Friday, would gather together for a meal. And we would take turns hosting the meal, usually in our rooms, which made it very interesting because we would have anywhere from 10 to 30 people. But my favorite moments, my favorite memories were when we were able to go outside on one of the school lawns and we would take all these quilts and lay them on the ground, connecting the quilts to serve as our table and chairs. And the one rule for these dinners which usually consisted of random things that we could easily get since we were in grad school and didn't have kitchens easily available. But the one rule for these feasts was that you had to bring something. You had to bring someone who hadn't been. You had to bring a glass, a plate, food, or drink. Everyone always contributed. And even though these dinners were only an hour, sometimes when you're in grad school, an hour is a lot. I mean, there was always work to get done. There were always papers to write. It could be so stressful at times. But over the course of the year, we all trained ourselves to make sure that we had that hour that we had set aside time to come together for one hour a week to find joy and to rest. I mean, finding time to rest, making time in today's world can be really hard. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that most of our schedules easily fill up with things to do. We can get caught up in thinking of everything that we have to do, that we have to get done. Like I'm sure Luke is somewhat thinking about the test and midterm you have this week and the paper. Yeah, microbiology test. I think Luke's thinking about that after spending this weekend with the eighth grade boys at D-Now. Like, it's easy to get caught up in everything that we have to do. In work, in school, hobbies, sports. Or to get caught up in filling our time with Netflix, music, video games. There's always something. But how often do we carve out time specifically for God. One of the things I am the worst at is taking a Sabbath because I'm a person who is 
easily anxious, and I always have a to-do list. I always have a list of things I have to get done, things I could be doing. And especially in my line of work, I can easily write off work as, well, it's for God, so (laughs) I can do it on my Sabbath. But Sabbath is about something I think we can so easily forget. Sabbath is about reminding ourselves that loving God, pursuing God, should always be number one in our lives. Sabbath is about stopping our routines. It's about interrupting the noise of this world that can so easily drown out God, that can so easily fill our time. And Sabbath is about putting ourselves before our maker. It's about re-engaging, reconnecting with God. But often, we come to God when we are spent, when we are exhausted. Two days ago, I was talking with one of my best friends, and she told me how she was absolutely sick three days last week. And during those three days, that was the first Sabbath she has taken in probably four months. Because she was so sick, there was nothing she could do but rest and spend time with God. Listen, listen to those, song, those lines that Aunt sang from the Leland song. Carried to the table, seated where I don't belong. Carried to the table swept away by his love. And I don't see my brokenness anymore at the table of the Lord. Sabbath and rest and reconnecting with God, what Sabbath is, is about meeting God who plays host. It's about carving out time to know God, to be with God. But sometimes it's so hard to find that time to come and be with God. Because we don't know what it looks like. We don't know what to expect always. What does it mean to come to God? What does it mean to come to God's table and spend time with him? What I love about today's passage from Isaiah is that it helps give us an idea of what it means to take a Sabbath, of what it means to come to God's table Beyond just 
the usual rest, what it means to actually reconnect with God. And the first word is come. Because we can be carried to the table out of exhaustion, out of running out of things to do and places to go. But the thing is, we still have to choose to actually come to the table. We still have to choose to pull up a chair and to sit. We still have to choose whether or not we are bringing our hearts to the table. We have to choose whether or not we are going to be present with God. And then Isaiah talks about buying and eating. Have you ever saved up money to buy something? And it took saving up for a while. Or have you ever bought into an idea? Both of these things take commitment. When you save up your money to buy something, or when you buy into an idea, you are committing to something. When we're invited to buy, we're invited to commit ourselves. To commit ourselves to taking the time and making being present with God a priority in our lives. And then it talks about eating what we buy. Have you ever noticed that eating can be an experience? Because with food, you can touch it, you can smell it, and you can taste it. Eating is meant to be an experience. And when we eat with God, we're meant to experience God. To expect God to be present with us. To expect to taste God's goodness. To know that God chooses to be present with us. To come, to buy, and to commit to being there, and to eat and experience God. And when we finally choose to sit at God's table, we're then invited to listen. To listen for God in a whisper, in a raging storm, to listen for God telling us how much we are loved. Listen for God's good news of great joy that he did not leave us as orphans, that God has not, never will abandon us. To listen for God to speak to each of us. 
And when we're at the table, we're invited to seek. Because when we're committed, when we're expecting to experience God, and when we're listening for God, we, we're seeking God. We're pursuing the one who crafted the heavens and the earth. We're pursuing the one who says, if you seek me, you will find me. Come, buy, eat, listen, seek. And then Isaiah talks about two words, and the first one can be a little intimidating. Forsake and return. Isaiah calls upon us when we choose to come to the table to forsake the evil, to forsake the bad, to leave behind. Because the thing is, when we come to God's table, when we make God a priority in our lives, we will be changed. That is expected of encountering the Holy of Holies, us being changed. And when we encounter God, we can't help but leave behind the things that separate us from God. The things that fill the air with distractions. The things we know that the world says is okay, but that God says isn't. When we come to the table, we always leave something behind. Something to show God that we're grateful for the invitation and we're not taking that experience for granted. And the final word, return. Because when we come, when we buy and commit, when we eat and experience, when we listen for God, when we seek God, And when we forsake the things that have kept us from God, we are returning to the one who created us out of love. We are choosing to return to the one who always has a feast prepared for us who always has a chair and a nameplate picked out for us. We are choosing to return to the one who came into the world so that all of us would make sure that we got our personal invitation to God's table, to God's family. 
We return to the one. who came to show us how to live. The one who refused to let even death stand in between. We choose to return to the one who said, you may think yourself unworthy, but I call you beautiful, beloved, and an heir to the kingdom. The world fills our schedules. It overloads our plates. But we have to choose to make the time to reconnect, to re-engage with God. We have to choose to pull up a chair at God's table and claim our seat to claim that relationship. Particularly in this season of Lent, this is a good time for each of us to make time, even if it's just an hour to stop the noise, to interrupt our daily routines, and to reconnect with the one who is always seeking us out. So may we come and may we be ready to experience God. Will you please pray with me? Oh Lord, it isn't always easy to make time. But Lord, you invite us and you seek us out. You prepare a table for us. Lord, help us to take that seat, to claim that chair, that relationship, that invitation. Help us to claim you with all that we are. We love you and we thank you. Amen.